Welcome back, everyone. Influx is back from our break. Varun and I are back, and we're back with a good one. Before we get on to the episode, of course, you guys know, make sure to follow our Instagram, at scadflux, to see updates on upcoming events, to find our Discord, and more. Uh, at scadflux on Instagram, we'll show you events like our Coding Your First website event, which just happened this past week. Uh, it was a blast. So awesome to see that happen. Um, but for this week, we have... I'm Amadeus Cameron. I am a junior now at SCAD, so a junior in UX. I'm going to be a Flux mentorship lead and podcast co-host for this upcoming year. Glad to be here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Belle Duffner. I am a freshman that is now a producer, or soon-to-be producer, for this lovely little Influx podcast. Another two-part episode with two of our very own UX designers here at SCAD. But this time, it's a little bit different. These are the next hosts of Influx starting next fall. And it was great introducing the up-and-coming hosts to the pod. And it was so much fun talking to them about literally everything and anything. (laughs) And I hope you all enjoy it. So let's get right into it. When I found out your name was Isabel on Instagram, that tripped me out so much. I'm like, kind of, it's kind of obvious at the same time, like, it has to be short for something, but, like, it just did not click in my head. <laughs> I guess. I, there's a funny story behind that, is that, well, usually it's just, like, easier to say Belle, but it was mm-hmm. deliberately because on those math timetables back in elementary school where you have to go fast, I wanted mm-hmm. to beat the kid in front of me, so I shortened my name on the test to write it faster so oh that my I God. could literally get ahead. And that is that is the, the art of, of Belle Duffner. Yeah, the one and a half seconds it saves you. Crucial yeah. time. Crucial time. It was. That's so was, awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. The, I don't know his last name, but it was like same syllable. I think it was Luke. So Ooh. darn you, Luke. Aren't you, Luke, wherever you are? Wherever you are, somewhere out there. Just know that if, if my name was shortened, you would have been done for. <laughs> it, was, it was just B. <laughs> just B. Just B. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for taking the time to do the podcast with us today. For all of our listeners, Belle and Amadeus are going to be taking over the podcast next year. Round of applause. Oh my gosh. So we thought it'd be a great opportunity. It's almost the end of the year to understand who is Amadeus and who is Belle before they become the co-hosts soon to be. So why don't we start off with you, Amadeus? We've had you on the podcast before. Great to be back. Great to be back. You know, you're always welcome. (laughs) Maybe give us a run through the highlights of who you are, major, what you like to do, who you are, that sort of thing. Right. I mean, you probably heard it all before, but, you know, from Nashville. So I come from all that guitar stuff. I don't actually play guitar. All that, all that country stuff. Not really. <laughs> but I am a UX major, like I said in my little introduction. Um, yeah. Highlights of my life. I've been to Croatia, which is a really cool country Ooh. in Europe. And that's where my mom's from. Uh, I have, I played percussion instruments like for most of my life. So I, 
I got some really sick, like really discreet looking, like weird percussion instruments I love. So it's like little little sprinkles of Amadeus right there. Oh, I love that. Sprinkles of Amadeus. I love that. What about you, Belle? Okay, so you're new to the pod, so we need to go in depth. New Who are pod. you? Who, Who is B? Where'd you Who's come from? Me? Where'd you come from? Why are you <laughs> Where here? Where'd I come from? <laughs> there was a back door. Kind of just walks <laughs> in. Snuck in. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm from kind of all over. I, I was born in San Fran, then lived most of my, my little young years in Seattle, then moved to Santa Cruz, California, then over to Virginia. Ooh, whoa, and whoa. now I'm here. But it's been it's been fun. It's weird going from West Coast to East Coast. Some fun facts about me is that one, I can unicycle. Okay. <laughs> That's huge. Two, I know the drum pad. And three, let's see. Oh, I once owned 13 jars of live medicinal leeches. Oh my god. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was for a like uh, experiment um, back in high school. Where did you uh, source them? Like that's my <laughs> question. Like, did you have, did you have a leech guy? Yeah, yeah I did. I, I had a leech guy. I, um, <laughs> I had a leech broker who was able to source my leeches. <laughs> he was my teacher. He was an entomologist, so he studied bugs. Ooh. And leeches fell in that category. And, really? Uh, yeah. Whoa. But what's really interesting is that medicinal leeches, it's illegal to order them or ship them across the globe unless you have a license. And thank goodness he did. <laughs> so I legally got my leeches. <laughs> so sourced straight from, I think it was Russia. I have Russian... Medicinal leeches, surprisingly. What do you use them for? Like, yeah, like, what is the medicinal part of it? <laughs> None of it, actually. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it was a science experiment to see how they would respond to the change in pH. So, like, oh, so I literally uh, would add, like, lemon or bath salts or, <laughs> or like, the craziest stuff. <laughs> To one scale or the other, the pH scale. I can't remember how the pH scale works now. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Those little suckers cannot die. So if you want to know another fun fact, leeches can survive water as toxic as bleach. Whoa. Yeah. Four fun facts. Four fun facts. I'm sorry, guys. I kind of went out. Gold star, I would say. Amadeus, we heard... Last time you were on the podcast, how you got into UX coming from high school where you didn't really know about it. Yada, yada, yada. If you guys want to hear that, listen to the last podcast. Check out the pod, you know. Check out the other one. But, Belle, same question for you. How did you kind of come to SCAD? How did you find UX? How have you enjoyed it so far? That sort of question. Yeah. So, my journey to SCAD was a weird one particularly because I was not looking at SCAD. It was almost one of the last on my list. I went first to a two-month camp, summer camp at Parsons, the new school in New York. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun. But (laughs) if 
If you put SCAD in a city campus with someone like me who is very social and likes to go out, the, the money runs dry. <laughs> so I knew <laughs> I don't think I could last especially with the money alone to pay off college. But at that point, I kept on looking for schools around me. And Virginia, where I was living at the time, it does not, where, where I lived at least, is not a place where you see a lot of UX designers, a lot of graphic designers. It was kind of just me. And finding the title of UX designer was solely through SCAD. And it was because of looking up that title and also mm. looking up the salaries on Glassdoor that I <laughs> discovered SCAD's major. I got really interested and did my research. And one of my success advisors decided for me to apply. And I did the risky thing out of hundreds of students mm. in my school and only applied to one mm. uh, school, which was SCAD, and got in. Ooh. So, yay. I'm here now. I love it. I love the people. I love you guys. Mm. It's been really fun. And now I'm here doing a podcast for my freshman year. And I think this is a really great way to start the journey. That's like, that's really ballsy. Like, I would not have the peace of mind to apply to one <laughs> university. <laughs> I would either. Yeah, no, it was not a... <laughs> it, was, it was at the breaking point where uh, during COVID, colleges weren't... Some colleges weren't asking for SAT scores. I did mm-hmm. not want to take the SAT. <laughs> so I just kind of went in. SCAD never has asked for the SAT, so like that, and that's was really interesting to me because like mm. I was applying from Canada too like and you know the one thing I knew about America was like you had to do the SATs which is not right. the case back home so I did them and then I'm like wait SCAD doesn't even require it are you kidding me like <laughs> yeah, I spent time crazy. studying this for all of you people that aren't in SCAD now there's a bigger incentive <laughs> no SAT scores yeah seriously I wonder what it is that they look at is it just your GPA then I would say that mm-hmm. any accomplishments, oh. I think they kind of expect you to apply for the portfolio scholarship yeah. or yeah. any of the scholarships too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Since we sort of asked this question with Amadeus last time, let me make it a bit more general. Is there any advice that you guys would have for students incoming to SCAD in general? Not, not just UX students, but anyone coming into SCAD. You guys are both relatively new to the school, so sure you guys have some good advice yes i mean hopefully gonna pass the uh, student ambassador test pretty soon here but i know that one of the best ways to know what scat is like is to visit Mm. so come down see like the campus get the vibes of the students that's always like my like my thing that i'm suggesting my little brother's applying for schools right now Mm -hmm. you gotta visit where you're gonna go because you're gonna live there so Mm -hmm. If you vibe with the people, that's like number one. Like that's that's really it. So definitely for SCAD, like the reason, you know, the whole reason you, I came here was because of people and like how I could tell like it's like the like creativity like ebbing, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all like I'm getting all like lovey dovey here, but it's <laughs> it's very it's very real. So what's funny about that is like I think that's super important partly because you don't hear great stuff online about any art school. Like, I feel like yeah. all art schools just get bashed online. They're just like, and not not even from like, like just art school haters. It's like students that came, they're like, terrible place. Like, 
I like everything I heard about Savannah was just bad before I came to visit, and I'd accepted by then because it was the only place with UX, and I'm like, you know what, it's a leap of faith. But when I came down, I'm like, this is totally fine. What are people saying online? And this, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. Is it the part of like, it just, just does the internet bring the worst out in people or something? I, I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, visit because honestly, art schools get a lot of flack. Um, so if you come and see, I guess you can make an opinion on yourself. Yeah, totally. I mean, I was in the same boat, Amadeus. Like, when I visited, I was like, uh, but then I visited and I saw like the different buildings, met some different professors, talked to like potential students, and it was like, okay, I'm sold. So, yeah, you just don't have to be afraid to like talk to people. Everybody here like cares about what they're mm-hmm. doing, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like nuts. It's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. What about you, Belle? Well, everybody's an art student, so that's <laughs> to some degree, you are all an art student. And that really kind of sets the the neutral line for everyone there. When I first came in, I was a little bit scared of the power dynamic between maybe some majors over others. Some might be given more priority or stature, but that's definitely not true people are willing to talk to you this isn't a to my knowledge and through my experience this hasn't been like really a competitive campus but rather Mm -hmm. a very collaborative people are very nice SCAD definitely gives you the opportunity to because it's not a normal college campus and it is much more open you Mm -hmm. feel like you're more in a natural setting with people where you're going after getting coffee maybe at Clyde or Origin just talking it up and exploring and hearing about new majors but it's really I don't know it's just so interesting I really love the the whole campus dynamic the people but Mm -hmm. for incoming freshmen just just don't be afraid to talk to people they're probably just as equally as scared the sophomores and juniors and seniors are all so sweet (laughs) yes although you guys tower over me yes i <laughs> I do not rune does i do not <laughs> i'm still at least probably the shortest but yeah. we, we need to do a lineup we need to do a photo lineup <laughs> of all of us like a little like our own little indie album cover it's, yeah. it's all like it's just like a slight gra- gradation up and then it's just like me yeah <laughs> Do we, do we have enough? There's four people at Weezer, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm, is this... I like where your head's at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, this, is this an offer to uh, mimic Weezer album cover? Influx today, influx tomorrow. That'll be the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Well, that's, I actually, yeah. two things, uh, actually no, one thing came to my mind when Bell was talking. Um, you kind of mentioned that we're all artists here. Something, this is not in the script, and this is just like a random question that always comes up into my mind. It's like, do you guys accept yourself as artists, or do you guys, are you guys more comfortable with the term of designer? Because, like, when I came to SCAD, I'm like, I'm not an artist. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to be an artist. I'm just a designer, and it's like, that's, that's who I am. I'm a little bit more comfortable with the label of artist now, but like, have you guys, do you guys see yourselves as artists or designers or both? Like, what is your view of the work that you create? Uh, you know, I prefer the title sommelier or 
Figma chef, <laughs> curator, but uh, artist works too. Actually, I, I think it's it's really much, it's an umbrella term. You have artist as the giant broad umbrella term and then everything under. Everyone has to learn the basics. So technically to that degree, everyone who goes to SCAD is somehow, some way an artist. I love, I love this stuff. So like, the thing that came to mind when you asked me that question was like the ratatouille. This is going to sound crazy, but like anyone can cook, right? So like that sort of thing. <laughs> and I know something my mom used to say was like, anybody can sing. It doesn't have to be like, it's, you know, some people are pitchy. Some people don't have the like concept of pitch, but anybody can sing. Anybody can like pour their heart into something and like feel like they can feel. So I think that everybody, like everybody's an artist. So I would call myself an artist. But I'm saying I'm, you know, I'm practicing like my design skills. I, mm-hmm. I like, I, that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Well, then my question to you, Varun, is what makes an artist versus what is a designer, essentially? And then I can answer your question. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. And I, I, I don't even know if I agree with my definition, but like, I've never been, like, I've never been good at art. Like, I was never good at drawing. Like, I took one art, art class in uh, high school like i don't know it's just it, it the label just seems a little weird to me for like knowing how i am i'm like very scientific kind of nerdy like love tech like all that sort of stuff so like artist seems like a weird label for me but i understand that like like bell said like art seems like a umbrella term for the varying things that a lot of art um a lot of humans do like writings art technically like there's just it's, it's such a wide term that but at the same mm-hmm. time, I just don't feel comfortable with it. And but I I, I felt more comfortable over time. Yeah, I, I I can't really explain the term. It's just it never really felt like it is me though. I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but it was like two days ago or something. And it was like, what is an artist versus what is a designer? And I think a big part of it is usually as a designer, you are you're creating something for someone else most of the time, not all the time. And that kind of is a big part of it. Whereas as an artist, you are expressing you or something very personal to you or something that you've experienced, something like that. So to me, that's the distinction. I think there's more to it than that, but that's like the general way I think about it. I like that. I mean... it's a really good take. Yeah, like the... I agree because designing is creating for something else, for somebody mm-hmm. else, for like, mm-hmm. for for a purpose. And then mm-hmm. artistically, like even what I was saying is like, that's all about. That's like putting yourself into something. So, right, yeah, yeah. So I would, I mean, if you asked me what I, if I am either, I would say yes and more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I cook. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. yes. In a, no, don't. <laughs> be the triple cut you wanted to be. Okay, well, back to what I was going to ask Belle. So we know that you're going to be in the podcast this coming year. You're really interested in it. You're one of the most passionate people about the podcast that I know. What made you so interested in applying to be producer co-host? Well, I'm, I'm a very social person. I am very energetic. Naturally, I just talk to myself when I'm cooking. 
when I'm <laughs> <laughs> I do my own little radio shows for myself. It's kind of just kind of how you you go through the process. No, I'm just I don't know. I really like <laughs> I really like talking with people. It's so fun. And when I heard about the podcast being open for future co-hosts, I had to. Not only because just to talk to people, but as a freshman, I'm new to UX and Mm -hmm. being able to talk to people that have more experience, talk to possibly people within the industry, talk to alumni, having this entire a range of like a wide web of people to connect with is so invigorating to really start to jumpstart me into really latching onto UX, knowing the terms, mm-hmm. knowing the design process, knowing different people's journeys and hearing about it. And not only is this just going to be a journey for me, but probably for also other listeners that are new to this process. So I am mm-hmm. for all those future listeners. I'm taking the journey with you too. <laughs> so come learn with me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think that brings up a question in mind for like both you and Amadeus. Amadeus is kind of like a follow up from last time. And then Bell, it's kind of, I guess, a little fresher for you. But mm-hmm. Amadeus, I know, I think last time you were on the podcast, you hadn't taken a UX class yet. That's changed, right? I'm in one. It's week one. <laughs> Darn it. Um, okay. Okay. You've taken contextual research. Yes. So I guess yes. you've done half the UX process so far. Um, yes. How do you feel now that you've done that? Or like, where is your mind at? And what excites you about your first UX class this quarter? I mean, I just got a taste. Like, I, I dipped my toes in. And I was like, You just got a nibble. Right? And I was like, oh. Just the oh. crumbs. That was kind of nice, you know. <laughs> but when I when I got like lost in like the sticky notes, that was like when I knew I was like, "Oh, this is nice." Like cuz when we were finitized and then we got like, "Oh, we got some insights here." What? That's crazy. So like when when we finished that like project and when I, when I got to like reflect on the whole quarter, I was like, mm-hmm. "I feel very strongly like this like this process itself." I was like this is something I want to get good at. Like, this is something mm-hmm. I want to get really good at. Mm-hmm. Because I, I saw already, like, why it matters, especially trying to understand an issue before you just try and throw something at it. So I think even even if I were just, like, cut off, like, if I were just, you know, worst case, mm-hmm. I, like, drop out of scat. I will never forget, like, the fact that I'm searching for answers to then inform what I make. So mm-hmm. I think that's like, yeah, I just got a taste and I'm hungry for more. So with this, like with ACI, um, dude, I'm just ready. Like I'm, I'm wanting <laughs> it. So, so, okay. Not everyone in our UX program likes research. Let me just, let me just be honest. Not everyone's super into it. Do you think that you're going to kind of gravitate towards the research side of things? Like, did you enjoy interviewing people doing sensory cues, like that sort of thing? Because I, I know a lot of people get frustrated with affinitizing or they find it really unnatural to talk to people like in an interview setting. How did you find that? Well, I just like, I kept on realizing how it could get better. Like I could I could mm-hmm. see like, oh, like the first interview I did was horrible. 
like, it was absolutely, like, awful. Like, my group, like, we had to talk afterwards, and, like, we had to, like, label it as a pilot interview, because I was like, that was really bad. So, <laughs> I, I definitely learned already, like, in that interview, I realized, like, I like talking to people, but I also like asking leading questions, so then I was like, oh, okay, hold on, I got some, I got some stuff to tinker with. So, the, like, the learning process of this all, like, is, like, the focus, I guess, so. Yeah, totally. I forgot the question that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you enjoy, like, the synthesis part of it? Not, like, just definitization, but for me, like, research, not so fun. Like, I, I, I'm not opposed to it. I, I deeply understand why it's important. And, but, you know, that might, I just wouldn't take that role on myself. But the part of research that does appeal to me is, like, when you start connecting things. Mm-hmm. Um, affinitization doesn't gel with me, but there's, there's ways where you, like, start seeing the dots connect. Is that something that excites you? I mean, I think that that, like, moment of, like, connecting is very magical. Like, I don't know how anybody couldn't see that. I think that's why I, like, I had a great experience is because when we got to the end, we were doing, like, a really, like, it was, it was very hard to grasp top, topic. We were looking at, like, medical field and, like, waste and, like, it was over my head for, like, half of it. But as mm-hmm. we got closer to, like, actually getting something tangible and we got something that clicked, it was like, oh, this makes sense. And mm-hmm. I, I liked that. So we have a lot of like like check marks that I'm like, I like this. I like this. And mm-hmm. we just for me, I'm just like I'm just like trying to grasp more just to make sure I can like understand like what I'm doing. Like instead of just doing, you know, doing what the professor says, understanding mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is the purpose behind it. This is like the reason you do this method, you know. So that's yeah. So for me, it's like it's just beginning to practice this and like understand. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think oftentimes when we do like HCI or we do contextual, you see that there is there's tools in your tool bag, but then you think you need to use those tools for every single project. Like surveys is a good example, but that's not always the case. Like there is a time and a place for a good survey, but you know, it's not like you don't have a good project if you don't have a survey. You know, it's you need a reason, just like you were saying, you need a reason behind what you're doing or else why are you doing it? I'm surprised you picked up on that on your first uh, <laughs> UX class, but that's awesome. Varun, twist yeah. that question to Bell. <laughs> I guess because you haven't taken any UX classes at all, how are you dipping your feet in for, to learn? Obviously, shout out Flux here, but, <laughs> but well, maybe outside of Flux also. I've been watching a lot of little lovely YouTube videos that might just go over some tips and tricks. But a lot of it has been, of course, going to a lot of the sessions that Flux hosts, which are really amazing. Usually one or two people will go off and explain. I think my first one was, to my belief, it might have been the After Effects session i was mm -hmm. very lost but it was very fun (laughs) (laughs) uh and then i think after that i went on the discord and saw some things about figma Mm. and i was very used to using the adobe suite and Mm. as soon as i saw figma oh my god everything (laughs) so much easier i i really just started playing around there and I use Figma now for everything. 
even for some of my uh, for some of my freshman projects, some mm. teachers might let you do digital work, especially for design classes. And in those cases, some projects can be like design a poster, but it has to be with these certain colors. Having Figma is a wonderful little thing because I can organize my slides and presentations as well as artboards mm-hmm. and have everything just laid out in different pages. And that's been really, really interesting and nice. So, so far I've been playing with that. I've started to get into more wireframing as well as kind of playing around with the smart animate features that Figma has. Nice. Like I said, I've outside of a flex, I've been working on a startup with some people that I know to work with a music making app and that functions with MIDI. So a lot of the time before we're going to be sending that off for, for serving, we have little demo screens that we want to show. So mm-hmm. it's been my task to make that look presentable. That's been fun. Yes. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. freshman year, it's pretty hard in our major to get any sort of experience. So anything is good, honestly, whether it's like Fluxathon, startup, what you've been doing. I mean, it, it's so good to just dip your toes in the water. Yeah. Like UX takes it slow for a long time. Like, like Amadeus here, he's in his sophomore year, <laughs> yeah. like sixth quarter at SCAD, and he's taking his first UX class, which is like insane. People already hate taking the drawing class. They're like waiting one <laughs> quarter to like start their like, like I know all the film majors, they just like hate freshman year. <laughs> so UX has to really go through a lot to get there. But I, I, I think it makes sense why, because it is yeah. an amalgamation of a bunch of skills. But it's, it's, it's just, it's an interesting path there. Yeah. Last question for you guys before I let you guys ask us questions is what are some of the f- your favorite things to do like outside of SCAD, outside of UX? I mean, we're all human beings and UX design is not the only thing that we do. So what? if it was a Sunday evening in the summertime and I saw you and I was like, what are you doing? What is something that you would be doing? What's something fun you like to do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's changed every summer, like straight up. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I'm tracing it back. So I'm like, what do I do like, in my free time in like, the summer? I learn, I learn things. I love to learn things. Last summer mm-hmm. was an anomaly. I took an extra quarter like for over summer and mm. I was way too busy. I didn't have any free time. That was not it. Either way, <laughs> even in my free time, I was like, most of my time was spent like hanging out with friends basically i just mm-hmm. i love people i'm kind of addicted mm-hmm. to people so like it's just it's kind of what i do like i go i you know spend too much money on food for like three <laughs> weeks straight and then you you learn how to cook i mean i learned how to cook something so i think if you were to catch me this summer yeah i'm either gonna be trying to travel like i'm gonna try Ooh. and explore a little more maybe go on more hikes or i'll be lost in like learning i that's like uh, something i love doing it's just getting lost and like learning something crazy new where are you gonna go hopefully hopefully the big croatia you know like that's the hope (laughs) that would be crazy bring back some souvenirs i will i i will trust me there's like i'm showing them something but like it's a little like croatian heart like thing there's like a lot of like little home homey like 
trinkets that I could bring back. A lot of what's a Croatian delicacy that you enjoy? Like like a food. Oh okay. yeah. So crepes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's called palachinka, right? You can put like jam. You can put like I mean, it's a normal crepe. But instead of like folding it over, like a like sometimes like you see uh-huh. French crepes are, you roll them up into little like little rolls, like a taquito. Yes, exactly. It's like a taquito <laughs> plus a crepe. It's amazing. That sounds so awesome. Do you eat it with your hands? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay, that's cool. So my my grandmother used to makes them all the time, and like ah ah. We need a recipe. Ah. Can we get a recipe for that? Oh, no. oh, oh, for sure. Okay, thank you. I'll have a little bake sale. We can have <laughs> we can have a a baking episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Just like sizzling noises. <laughs> So I'm putting in the jam now. It's the Flex ASMR episode. You test out like different cooking apps while doing it just related to UX. Oh my god. (laughs) HelloFresh sponsored. (laughs) 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 That'd be awesome. Um, Belle, same question to you. What do you like to do outside of what you're doing right now? Yeah. So I love to be on wheels, I guess. Weird, weird take, but um, <laughs> yeah. big wheel girl here. <laughs> I'm Not wheel wheels, wheels technically. Skateboard, That's... and then oh. <laughs> you like to be on wheels. a wheel. <laughs> on one wheel, yeah. Uh, just a unicycle. Actually, if you, I, I should, I should bring my unicycle and just only travel between. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> from campus on mm-hmm. unicycle, new challenge, but no. I love to skateboard, but uh, as of recently, I just got a Land Cruiser that I'm turning from the inside out into a little mobile home Whoa. that I want to take traveling. I'm a big fan of traveling. So no that's been my summer project. <laughs> it's been very Ooh. fun. My car's name is Tiny Cedric. He is very big. <laughs> How old of a Land Cruiser is it? Is it really old? I think he's a 2007. Oh, okay. So not too bad. So far, what I have is that I hooked up Bluetooth to it, and I have it set on ways specifically to to Master Chief's voice, because they were doing a Halo. Oh, my God. A Halo promotion for a while. So Tiny Cedric now has the voice of Master Chief wherever I go. It's great. (laughs) But that's been really fun. That's dope. Wait, so you said you're you're wait, hold on. You're like transforming like the land cruiser into like a livable like yeah. So like, what's the dream? Where where are you planning to go? I don't know. Croatia. Travel by map. Yeah, travel by map. I really want to go to Colorado <laughs> because of mountain ranges. <laughs> I really want if if there's no better place to go off roading. And really test the Land Cruiser than going to Colorado or just taking it to mm-hmm. high altitudes. But it's really just kind of a me journey. So hopefully it's just going to be me on the road and possibly my cat. I've been trying to get her to get used to car rides. It's slowly working. Ne- oh, speaking of which. There oh, there's a little cat. Nico's from Colorado, so you got to get the recommendations. I thought I heard some cat noises earlier. I guess I wasn't. That was, that was all in my head, but I think it was that little guy. Yeah. I'm the cat. <laughs> You're actually the cat all along. Yeah. Yeah, no, 
Let me know if you need recommendations. That's my homeland. Wait, I have a quick question, though. Yeah. Does that mean you have, um, are you near, what's it called? Casa Veneta? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, for for those who don't know, it's like this Mexican restaurant that's almost like a theme park, like slip and slide, like wildness happening. It's, no, it's I have kind of been. like a rainforest cafe, almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Except better. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I've never been, but it's kind of all the rage. Especially, like, in elementary school, that was, like, the thing to do. Okay. Yeah, you should go. I've never been. <laughs> well, I'll pass it off to you guys. Feel free to ask us any questions. So, how about... You guys didn't really talk so much about yourselves when you started the podcast. So... One thing that I wanted to know, of course, was what made you guys start the podcast? Yeah, because correct me. Yeah, hold on. Just to like set the scene, right? Like I'll let Nico start and then I'll add to it. Yeah, so it was, let me paint a grim picture. It was, we just finished sophomore year, Varun. COVID struck. <laughs> COVID. The end of the year, we went online yes. and... That's like right when me and Varun joined Flux. So we started Flux completely online. And so I don't think it was anything in the spring. And then over the summer, every once in a while, we were talking like as a team, like, hey, guys, this might be a cool event idea. Oh, let's start thinking about this or that. I was on and off quarantine. Like in the beginning, we were all quarantined. And then I was in Colorado. And yeah like on and off quarantine, going outside, sometimes, sometimes not. And so podcasts were like a huge part of every day, trying to like listen to as many as I could while I was doing workouts or, you know, going on a walk or something. Because back in those days, going on a walk was kind of like a special thing. (laughs) I don't remember exactly how it came into my mind, but I think I was listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends, the Scrubs podcast. And I think I was mountain biking. And it clicked in my head because they kind of interview people from Scrubs because that's the show that they're doing. I was like, oh, my God, we have like such a wide array of alumni and professionals and cool people to talk to. And I don't know when we're going to be able to bring these people to Savannah. I don't know when I'll be in Savannah. So like this is a great opportunity to try and give people at SCAD or give people anywhere like an opportunity to hear from those people at their own time. Because a big thing about, um, you know, the flux events when quarantine happened was like, I think there's a lot of Zoom fatigue. People are like, okay, I just did five hours of Zoom in class. So why do I want to go to a flux event, you know? So yeah, it was kind of a culmination of all those things. I pitched it to Zara, who's been on before. And she was like, oh my God, yeah. And so we pitched it in a meeting. And I was like, yeah, there's my idea. And they're like, Okay, so Nico's going to be the co-host. So <laughs> who else want, Who else is interested? And then <laughs> I can't remember, Rune, if you said that you were interested. In uh, so, like, I was interested in helping out for sure, but I wasn't sure how I'd be as, like, a on-mic personality. I'm still not sure how I am as an on-mic personality, mm-hmm. but I had, like, my reservations a little bit. But I've, I've always loved podcasts, kind of, like, the way that, same way that Nico mentioned. I actually used to listen to podcasts a lot in high school. I kind of stopped once I came to SCAD a little bit, but then 
it picked back up around the time of COVID. So I think, like, similar to Nico, I was I was really enjoying podcasts at the time. So I was really excited for a Flux podcast and the uh, like the opportunity to like connect with alumni and as well as industry guests. I think for me, um, I was excited a lot about the industry guest part of it, especially just getting to interview people that like I look up to. So I was very excited, and I we joined. I, I joined on to Nico's amazing idea, uh, and honestly, ever since then, like it's just we've just been recording these episodes from our room with our own mics, and it, it yeah. it's just been that way. But to create the podcast, Nico and I knew it couldn't just be us two. So especially because like none of we didn't have any editing Uh-oh. skills, <laughs> and that's when I thought about my friend Josh, our editor <laughs> of a long time for two years, um, and he'll actually be. <laughs> Going into retirement with Ooh, us. Let's go. <laughs> we'll be taking all that flux money and buying a house in Florida. Uh, <laughs> but the way I knew Josh, he was a sound design major. He's technically he's graduated now, so he's a year ahead of us, like ahead of me and Nico. But I knew him because when I was taking model shop, his girlfriend Erin, who's I'm also really close friends with, and she's also been on the podcast. We met in Model Shop, and we all became really good friends. Like, honestly, my whole Model Shop class was really close. So I think we went out for, like, dinner with everyone's significant others one night, and Josh was there, and we mm. found out he was a sound design major. So then I had that at the back of my mind when Nico said, oh, we're starting a podcast. And I'm like, I know the perfect person. His music's awesome. <laughs> He's super nice. <laughs> super nice. Like, I can't, I can't exaggerate it. And I'm not just saying that because I know he's listening. <laughs> but we had to have him on. Um, so yeah, like that's that's kind of how the, the the trio came together. Yeah, and then we started making the the intro music, which is when like everything started coming together. Like Andrew um, on Flux started designing some logos or uh, covers for us, and at the same time, Josh was doing like the intro, outro. He he gave us like ten options. And I was like, this is so awesome. Like, I can't even choose. These are all so good. That's when it started to feel really real. So how would you, how would you, like, like, you're coming up on the, I know, sad end. You know, like, <laughs> uh, uh, so like overall, you know, like, especially with this quarter in mind, like, how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel it was, it was like the best thing you've ever done? Or <laughs> do you regret it? <laughs> regret it. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Oh. We're ready to put you old geezers in your retirement <laughs> homes. Oh <laughs> Let my us mini bees take over. <laughs> no, I would say that's another question. Who is the mini me of who? <laughs> we'll put that aside for a second. Um, I would say it's been like my intention with the idea was just kind of an idea that I had. Um, I think Varun, it was more about like he wanted to talk to, um, like connect with people inside of UX. The, all that sort of thing. So that was kind of the unexpected like bonus for me is like I wasn't really expecting to be able to talk to all these people and learn from them and and hear their human stories because like the one thing that I've learned from the podcast is like everyone started where you started and like <laughs> or like Trav or like in a worse place even like or in a worse place, place. Like, yeah like <laughs> Travis. <laughs> Some people started, like Dane started with making things on Roblox and doing Photoshop and whatever. And then, you know, Travis started somewhere completely different. Yeah. So that's kind of like the common thread that we learned 
through everything. So that's kind of been the best part. Varun, do you have anything? <laughs> yeah, for me, um, like when I reflect on it, it's just it's been a little surreal. Like, and I, I, I know people use surreal too often sometimes, but like meeting Travis was really surreal for me because he. So when I was in high school, and I like I, I'd known I wanted to do UX since like grade ten, and at that time I used to like watch a lot of YouTube videos about UX, kind of like Bell does now. <laughs> and you know, I still watch YouTube videos about UX. You know, you don't stop, but that, I guess I started then. And uh, Travis was one of the people that like really got me into us and like really solidified this is the career i want to do he also had a podcast at the time where he'd interview other industry professionals and that podcast had like a pretty significant mark on my life so me having my own podcast and interviewing travis like really surreal and like now Mm -hmm. as we wrap this up i'm i'm kind of excited to hand it off like i'm so glad it doesn't have to die and like i'm so glad i'm also not taking it further by myself like it it, it feels Mm -hmm. it feels really cool to give it away, which I, I don't know. It's, it's such an interesting thing to do. Um, like, not all art forms can do that. I guess, like yeah. you know, like if it's like a TV show, you know, you can't just like replace the actor. I guess you can, but uh, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but with this, it's like you guys are going to bring your own flavor to it, but it's still in flux. It doesn't change. Yeah, and that's exciting to me. Yeah, I think especially what Bell was saying earlier of like you, all the listeners are going to be coming along with me. That's kind of something that me and Varun less so could do earlier on in the podcast because we were already juniors at the point that we started it. So a lot of the information was a lot of information that we knew. But for you guys, it's going to be like learning at the same time and it's going to be such a different flavor. The podcast has never been like, oh, it has to be this or it has to be that. So as long as we keep keep it that way, <laughs> then we'll be good because it's just fun. Like it should always be fun. It shouldn't be a job, so... Yeah, like I, I love that. Like, we try to not make this a job at all. Yeah, you know, podcasts can make money, sure, but really, we're college kids. We don't really need that much money <laughs> besides to pay off our debts. But, <laughs> but you know, well, we're making it through, and it's it's fun to do this and just meet with friends, alumni, and industry professionals. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's big enough of a treat. Mm-hmm. We're still open to sponsors. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Squarespace, Webflow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't know I don't know who you're talking to who doesn't need money right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to Vermoon. Dollar Shade Club. Manscaped. We need one of those mobile games to sponsor oh us. And then we'll do a redesign of the mobile Tiny game. Tiny Oh. Oh, smart. Next flux is on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, side note, because you someone brought it up right as I answered the question. Who is the mini me of who in this group of four? Yes. Who do I who is the mini representation of me and who's the mini representation of Rune? Who gets to decide this? Is this like a communal like answer? Is that what we're communal answer? I think so. You right, know, everybody on three I, decide. On three decide? I don't <laughs> know. I think I think the one way we could tell is through hot takes, honestly. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like Knowing that. who have similar answers to who, I, I like do want to know that. Yeah, I like that. That's, That's true, actually. That's smart. That's the great. last yeah. hot take is that, and, yeah. and it may be a hot take. Maybe the audience disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lukewarm take. <laughs> lukewarm. Okay. Well, 
Any other questions for us? Or hot dog? I actually, yes. I do. I really want this. Uh, I want this info out of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to describe yourself in like, <laughs> three words, uh, what would you, how would you do this? Like, how would you describe yourself? Oh, God. And you know, Belle, I like, I like, this is everybody right here. Like, oh, it this is. is, yes. Darn. Mm. And feel That's free to gas yourself question. up, you know? Like, you gotta, you gotta give yourself a little, you know? Mm. Humility. We're we're not humble here. <laughs> I think it makes me think of this TV show I was watching on HBO Max um, called Your Mom, My Dad. And long story, it's like a reality TV show where like the, the kids can meddle in their parents' love life. And there was this one point where they like shared like a word to represent their parent or something. And one of the... <laughs> One of the kids chose pounce. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so I think that's probably one of my words. I don't know why. I like to pounce on opportunity, maybe. Mm. Oh. You know, these might seem like basic words. Okay, here's my other two words. These might seem like basic words, but just because people use them a lot doesn't mean they're basic. Truth. Okay. Word number two, nice. I think I'm a nice person. You're a nice guy. That's all I got to say. And then number three, I might have to come back to number three. I was going to say fun, but that does feel basic. <laughs> Can coffee describe me? <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe. Yeah, th- those are my three. Pounce, nice, coffee. Mm. There you go. For me, the first one, it'll come as a shocker to all of you. It's tall. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I don't believe that. It is part of my identity. Like, I was thinking, like, what three words? But, like, tall is, like, something that, like, everyone notices about me immediately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I guess I have tall person energy, if that's a thing. (laughs) I don't know if that is a thing. I don't get that. I don't get that from you. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but, yeah. It just radiates. It's radiating from him. Yeah. You can see it. <laughs> yeah, you can tell, like, even while I'm sitting down, like, that person's tall. <laughs> <laughs> he, gives, uh, he gives good hairline checks. Always make sure I'm up to standard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My second word would be, like, I'm pretty nerdy. I, like, I don't know. I, I don't need to elaborate on that. I'm a nerd. Like, I, I, I don't... <laughs> And then lastly, and this is not in a negative way, but I'm, like, conflicted. Like, not only, like, mm. with the whole designer and, like, artist thing, but, like, another part of my identity that I find really, like, conflicting or ironic is, like, I was born in Canada or, like, I mean, not born, sorry. I was born in India, but raised in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, like, technically I'm, like, Canadian and I should be more Western, but also at the same time, the part of Canada I'm born in is, like, the population is maybe, like, 70% Indian. So, like, I'm still technically mm-hmm. Indian and then, like, I, like, I don't feel Canadian. I don't feel Indian. And, like, I get told I am not Indian by my Indian friends. They're like, you know, you're not you're not, not quite fully us. Like, it's, <laughs> and it's like, it, it's just like, it's like this really interesting conflict where, like, I'm just a mix of stuff all the time. Mm. And I like that. It kind of, it works for me. So I like being conflicted. Maybe a melting pot is a more positive. Is that? No, no. Well, like I feel blender. like conflicted has <laughs> blender. <laughs> <laughs> The secret recipe? I don't know. I think conflicted is almost kind of negative. You could say macerated. Macerated. Wait, what was the word? What did I say? I was distracted by macerated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, macerated took me out. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) 
I know it's violent. Sorry, I was on the the same vibe as Blender. (laughs) Okay, but yes, you need it. It's all Blender. It's also nerdy. Okay, next. (laughs) Bell? And Amadeus, you have to answer this. This I know, I know. This is hard. I was like, I was trying to be quirky and think of like a three, three letter, like three, like word phrase. Mm-hmm. But I cannot. Live, laugh, love. Live, la- <laughs> That was my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was my senior <laughs> quote. And maybe I should keep it that way because. Yeah, maybe. I love, I am a sucker for pasty, like, <laughs> urban. <laughs> Kitchen, fancy, live, laugh, love. Um, Those little blocks. I, I hate them. I hate the design. It's disgusting. It's horrendous. But I love it for how quirky some moms can be to put that in their home and think that it's mm-hmm. good design. And you know what? I'll let them think that. I'll be the one to support them and tell them that. Mm. <laughs> so, yes. I, I hope to be and wish to be the embodiment of live, laugh, and, and love. You know what? That's just, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, those are your three? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I've been and that brings us to all the days. Curveball ass. I don't, I, I don't I think anyone can top that. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, of course. I think, I think one of my things that I, I love to, like, imagine and, like, work for is presence. Like, presence and, mm-hmm. like, and, in that sort of sense. So I would say present is uh, a big like core like thing that I work for. I maybe same vein, but like calm. Mm. I mm-hmm. tend to be, I tend to be like pretty, but then also amicable, uh, amicable, am- amicable, amicable. In- instead of friendly, you know, I gotta be like, amicable. Oh, amiable. Okay. No, wait, is it amiable or amicable? Uh, What's the word for like Man, not to like? It would be green. really embarrassing <laughs> yeah. if I just said the wrong word. Amiable, having or displaying a friendly and pleasant manner. Okay, so yeah. Bell, why don't you? Why don't we go yeah, around Michael, the circle? Why don't you start? Okay. As a, give us the first hot take. Okay. Should I go straight down the list? Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start off with Coke or Pepsi. Amadeus, did you answer this? I did, and I said Coke. Coke. I, I, I'm pretty like yes. I said Coke because I don't I'm like pretty Pepsi. sure you said Pepsi. Pepsi. No I know. I feel like way. you said Pepsi. Too. No way. Hey guys, wow. he's a changed man. A few weeks man. later, he's a changed man. <laughs> hey, am I not allowed to change my mind here? Like, come on, we're supposed to be open. Sure. No bandwagon. <laughs> no, we don't allow for conflicting opinions on the podcast. <laughs> we believe in censorship. <laughs> <laughs> What if, I, <laughs> what if instead of Coke or Pepsi, I said Mr. Pib? You guys mm, know what that is? I do know <laughs> yeah. what that is. That's a throwback. It's a good, it's, hey, it's good. Yeah. No, Coke for sure. Coke all the way. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And Varun, I feel like you've answered, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I'm, I'm on the same, same wavelength. Yeah. Bell? Um, neither. I've never tried either. Oh, yeah. I've only so. What is it then? I've only tried Sprite. <laughs> yeah. And like the carbonated drinks. Um. Yeah. Out of drinks in general, maybe. Out of drinks in general, Izzy's. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Oh my gosh, so I forgot good. about those. That brings me I back had an addiction school. to them. It was so yeah. bad. In fact, they're deleted now on my Instagram. You cannot find the posts, but I had a post when I was younger, literally like the, the caption of it saying, please sponsor me, Izzy. And it was me with like a little Izzy can <laughs> oh. trying to pose because I was addicted to them. <laughs> they're really oh good. Oh my gosh, those are the rage back in the day. Is it LaCroix before LaCroix or is it more juicy? It's like more juicy. It's just like, uh, yeah. It's like, have you ever had Orangina or like Fanta? It's like Fanta. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's more soda than water. Definitely. I have never had it actually, so. I'm so sorry. Do they still sell them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have, I ordered an entire Amazon pack of 24 for, <laughs> to put in our fridge. And for my roommates and I, and we finished that entire 24-pack in about a week. Wow. Let's so, go. Wow. How much sugar is in one of those? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> we go yeah, 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 go trip, go trip. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Quick Google search. I think Pepsi owns Izzy. Izzy? <gasps> you're a Pepsi. So oh, you're a Pepsi fan. I'm a Pepsi fan. I think. Oh, no. Oh, We'll just pretend like that's right. Okay. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna assume and generalize here. Yeah, Pepsi gotta get can. out. Yeah, <laughs> ew, Pepsi. Ew. Ew. Yeah, yeah. They pur- they purchased them in two thousand and six. Apparently, there you go. Dang. Boom. Okay. Okay. Let's let's do this next one quick since most of us have answered this. Really, it's just for you, Bell. Mac oh. or PC? Mac. Done deal. I like it. All right. Yes. That's all we need to know. That's all we I, need. That's all we need to know. <laughs> Varun, take us to the next one. Okay. Amadeus, Nico, and I are familiar with this question, but the question is anchor or balloon? And this is to describe yourself. I can let you just go with the question, and then we can explain <laughs> what it is retroactively. We're going like to let you, you can... fail first. No, and like, then we'll... <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. Just throw I, it in. I, I, I feel like you could kind of see where they're going. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. I would say I'm more of an anchor. Not I... what I expected. I really? will be honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you what do you think that means, though? I feel like, to my perspective of anchor and balloon, anchor being, or at least let me let me start. I guess with my reasoning for why I'm an anchor. Yeah. And I think I'm an anchor yeah. because while I'm a reluctant leader, I will be serious and get the team back to square one and hold together. So kind of anchoring being like the strong stability or platform. Mm -hmm. And I feel like balloon is more of the uplifting or aloof. Yeah. Aloof. But like not necessarily in a bad way. Not in a bad way, but it can also be someone who's more retro or less retrospective and looking forward. The, The person that you'd want to have in your team when you want to look at I guess like how the team might go forward any new ideas or just something to get you out of the box I feel like that's definitely a balloon type mm-hmm. yes that is that is accurate <laughs> Varun do you want to answer what what it means to you I guess what for what uh, anchor and balloon means yeah a lot of the same things that you said Bo part of it's also like how you ideate or like how you think of ideas like are you very um you know like not in a bad way but like do you stick to what you know but like try to work it within that and like those constraints or do you try to like really like 
just completely do something new. And that something new may, may or may not be successful, but you're willing to try it. And, you know, both are good for their own reason. I think I'm an anchor also, and I'm happy to be an anchor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to be an anchor. It's great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> anchor team goes strong. <laughs> what about you, Nico and Amadeus? Amadeus, why don't you go first? Oh, you want to you want to save yours for last? I'm okay. curious what yours is. I want to know. Uh, I'm actually I I'm also pretty uh, I'm pretty solid in my thinking that I'm an anchor. I like to like I, again I'm very stable. I'm like mm-hmm. or at least yeah that's what I'm learning is I'm I'm pretty stable as far as like teams go. But I would love to embody some balloon characteristics in my work. Hmm. I would love to I would love to become a little bit less I have to do it like this. I would love to be like uh-huh, I, uh-huh. Don't, yeah, I don't need that. We don't yeah. need that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm the only one. I would definitely say I'm more on the balloon side. Yeah. I just I do find that in terms of ideation at least, I'm going out there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the everything else like what's the worst thing we could do what's the best thing we could do what's what's a way that we could make it like tinder what's you know like the most random things and then yeah it's important to also have the anchors to be like that doesn't make any sense and then like <laughs> let's bring that back down so yeah, i would say maybe not a hundred percent balloon but definitely more balloon sided for me yeah we should develop a quiz for this one like that like mm. balloon anchor. I... Ooh. On that topic, I just did that creative type thing that was being talked yes. about during the flux meeting. I got the thinker. Ah, Adobe if, creative Adobe creative types quiz. By the way, yeah, I think it's like mycreativetype.com. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty. It's being mentioned in the meeting, so you know what? I'm like typed it up during then. I answered a few <laughs> questions, and it feels like it is me. Like I, I would, I would agree <laughs> with that. I, I'm a visionary. You know. Ooh. <laughs> If you're a visionary, I f- yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like you might be a balloon then. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hard stuck in my... I don't know. Maybe I... Yeah. Maybe I you're am. a balloon that believes. He's an, you're uh, a reluctant balloon. Yeah. An anchor-shaped balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard someone answer that before that question. <laughs> an anchor-shaped balloon. All right. <laughs> that's the person that says, like, when it's 12 point, like 12.01 a.m., it's tomorrow, guys. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Amadeus, you want to take the next hot take? Yes. So recently, you know, Robert Pattinson took a new role uh, in a major groundbreaking box film, blockbuster breaking, Batman. No relation to Dark Knight series at all. So the question that's on our minds is: uh, Was it good, in your opinion? And I think we should end with Varun because Varun is a Varun uh, is a movie file, as they say, yeah. cinema file. And mm-hmm. I'm a Batman fi- a file. Like Ooh, I have yeah. the Uh-oh. I have the Robert Pattinson keychain. Uh oh, things are getting real. <laughs> now is that the Robert Pattinson yeah. version? Or <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect them to to differentiate the uh, bobbleheads. No, it, it it's like the suit version ah, or whatever. Gotcha. Okay, so Nico, you start. Yeah, I'll go first because I haven't seen it. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> okay, Pass well. Bell. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was so fun to watch with friends. Oh my God. 
<laughs> it was just really funny. Hot take in a hot take in a hot take. There was mm. some weird tension between Batman Ooh. and the Riddler. Mm. I felt like there was a lot of love letters being written. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of in kissing distance. But not For enough kissing. For a while, I definitely thought they were brothers, too. Oh, okay, wait, spoiler alert. Like, before <laughs> we do anything. <laughs> Hold up. So, if there was tension, that, that's a little concerning. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the DC lore that much. I'm a, I'm a Marvel man. Oh. oh. Mm. Uh, but, Amadeus, um, I don't think this is going to work out anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Time to leave. Cancel the pod. <laughs> yeah. For me, I loved the movie too. You know, carpets stay winning, so rep the brand. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All yeah, right. so good movie, good movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good movie. <laughs> it was fun. Because I love Batman and I love movies, I guess I will save for last. I absolutely loved it. Very interested to see where it goes. It's my favorite version of Batman that I've seen on in a movie. I I, I love the detective. Mm-hmm side of him and i also love the side of batman that like he technically never wins he just kind of like he loses but he like Mm -hmm. just barely manages like and like this was like one of those movies where he lost but he won at the same time and like i love that they brought that to like reality and outside of that like this movie is just like a piece of like visual like yes like like i've listened to the director talk about so many scenes and like he clearly cares so much about filmmaking and just like like mm-hmm. the the car chase scene was insane. I was flipping out in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just That was just, just so amazing. cool. Oh my yeah. god. Also all the cityscape shots were absolutely gorgeous. I could not get over that. Mm. That was really pretty. <laughs> so the consensus is great movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we are yes. we are the experts, so that actually means nobody else can have an opinion. Nope. Yeah. It is yeah. a good movie. It is the best movie. <laughs> it is the movie only. Yeah. <laughs> it okay, defines well, cinema. Now let's take it into a completely different direction. It's still about the movies, technically. Yeah, sort of. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Oscars happened. The only thing that people talked about, two things. They talked about the CODA supporting mm-hmm. actor. Awesome, great yes. movie, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. And hot then take. This is actually a hot take. I don't think Hoda should have won best film, though. I, I agree <gasps> with the actor part of it. I don't think should have won best film. What were oh. the other nominations? Dune, Dune was one. Okay, oh. wait. Let me look at them. Best I picture. was mad. Dune won way too many nominations. It won, it won. It won what it should have won in my eye. Like it won all the technical ones. Where like uh-huh, uh-huh. Dune was a yeah. technical achievement, but like I don't think it should have won best film. I if no. it won best film, I think no. I don't think that would have been right either. When I finished that movie, I was like, they clearly are setting up the next. Oh, yeah. I feel like to be a good movie, yeah, to be a good movie, I feel like it needs to stand alone. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, it's just one of those movies that has to be long. Like, no one's going to watch a five hour movie today. So, like, you have to split it into two parts. I would watch it. Mm -hmm. All right, let me see what the the Lord of the Rings in one day. That's true. (laughs) They're good. So, the nominees were Coda, Belfast, Mm -hmm. Don't Look Up. Drive My Car, Dune, oh. King Richard, oh Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and then West Side Story. Whoa, those are some heaters. Those are some pretty good ones. That's what I mean. Like, 
Coda, I felt was amazingly acted, but I would only give the movie a three out of five. Like, <gasps> holy. Well, that is 80%. That's, yeah. That's a B. Uh, I, it was powerful. It was sad and uplifting at the same, like, the story was good. It was kind of cheesy at some points, I that, do that's, think. That's, that's exactly what I had a problem with. Yeah. But I mean, I can't remember the last movie that was not cheesy at some part. Don't look up. Also, hilarious, edgy, yes. like oh so so good. The that soundtrack was, was really good too. Yeah, that would be that would be up there for me because it's sad but funny, but like the world is end. You know, it's like all these different things at once, which is so interesting. I've heard great things about West Side Story, which I haven't seen, and The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I I honestly expect like from like my movie loving side i like from what i've heard from everyone that like i know that loves movies the power of the mm-hmm. dog was what i expected to win mm-hmm. nightmare alley again it's up like i don't think it was the best movie but production design on that movie was insane yeah i want to see that it was like dune where like just the director just as ex- executed a vision so well mm-hmm. yeah and then belfast i've heard great things about too mm-hmm. yeah so yeah those were the movies i was ex- i did not expect coda that was kind of out of left field for me Sure. Anyways, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> this is what we all wanted to talk about. This is what we all wanted to talk about. What are your guys' thoughts? I, I'm conflicted. I'm ruined right now. Conflicted. My, my thoughts is that it makes for another good meme template. And I like all the... That I like waking up point. the next day and no <laughs> seeing the... I think someone, the first meme I saw of him was someone put the golden ratio of his slap and it oh. perfectly aligns oh with his face. <laughs> <And> that, was, <laughs> that itself is a work of art. I love that. So I think it was but, funny. It's good humor for me. <laughs> I think I have a lot of thoughts on this, but to me, <clears throat> it feels not fake, but I do know the Oscars has been struggling to get people to watch it. And it's so strange that like everyone has been talking about like, how do we get people to watch it more? Um, What can we do to make it better? And then this happens like, that's kind of weird to me. It's like the, like the number one thing in news the next day. Yeah. So I just found that kind of weird. Yeah. I think it adopted the Kardashian method. Yeah. (laughs) True. Do something controversial. Yeah, I mean, I was I was watching live when it happened, and uh-huh. my my stream got muted, so I was just confused. Like, so I was like, "Oh, I have no idea what just happened." Because uh-huh. then it was like before I knew what he said, it was just like Will Smith, like, right? So I was just like, "Oh, it showed the camera angle of him but muted it." Yes. Oh, so it was just very interesting. So I mean, I don't really know, like. He just left the academy, like or at least he resigned from the academy the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. All I know is I was a little confused, and then after mm-hmm. that, Questlove got an award, and he was just kind of like, he, I mean, he he just <laughs> walked on after like a big thing happened. He was like, "Thanks, thanks everybody," and it was just a total like vibe shift. So, I, I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, I love the Oscars for just, like, looking at, like, a bunch of movies that I can watch mm-hmm. now and, like, add to my list. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't really care <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day. 
Yeah, I, I just I wish people talked about it less. I, I agree with Bell that it's so funny seeing all yes. the memes. Like, yes. but like, it, like I hate the conversation around is it assault or is it like, yeah. is it what he did? Like, just like, it's just so tiring. These are celebrities. Just let them. Yeah, it, it's They're so in their tiring. Own world. Like, I, I feel like I see like I'm learning more about it when I don't want to. Like, I was scrolling today on Instagram, and then I think I read that like apparently he didn't even write the joke. It was like one of the writers. And he just said it, oh. and he didn't know about the condition either. Like, right. and it's just like, like, like I didn't care to know that information, but now I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I found out about it. I was at work and was bored, and then I like, you know how? Well, you guys don't know. On the PC, there's like little news things in the yes. bottom right corner sometimes, and I'll just like click on there and be like, whatever. And I saw it, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I think that the only thing, like. What I hope is that people don't think, like, now it's funny to do this to, like, a comedian, you know? Like, some comedian is touring yeah. and, like, oh, I'm going to be funny and, like, walk on the stage and do this. That's what I did hope does not happen for the sake of comedians out there. Because <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, heckling is bad enough. True. Um, However, that stage, by the way, kind of hopping off your point now, Nico, was... Mm -hmm. Perfectly designed this year for someone to walk up on it. He was in the front. He literally was two feet away. Like, he was directly. It was like a line. like Right there. It leads up. Like, that is a... That stage and also it's like anyone to get on. It's yeah. also, like, a great time for him to leave the Academy. He won Best Actor. Like, like yeah. that's mm -hmm. also, like... Like, it's like, we'll give you Best Actor. Do this for us and then resign. I'm like, that's not a bad deal because he hasn't won an Oscar before. Like... We 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 conspir we're, we're conspirizing here. <laughs> it's also like Will, like he's all he's ever since he became Fresh Prince of Bel Air or wherever he started his career, he's always been relevant, and he will probably always be relevant. So it's like, who else could do this and yeah. probably be fine? I mean, right. if he survived that one YouTube rewind, okay. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, ah, that's hot. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Okay, we have a lot of hot takes, so I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. <gasps> I wanted to do that one. Oh, you want to do that one? Okay, yeah. go for it. I'll take some of the others off. Okay, okay let's do any video games that any y'all have been playing recently. I've been playing a lot of Smash because that is mm. like low commitment, mm -hmm. easy just to sit on the couch, play with my roommates, and then mm -hmm. I go to my room and do some homework. You know, mm -hmm. just easy chill, casual. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. I have been super, super pumped. I'm saving up for this one game. I played the first game. It's uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It came out with yes. it. Next game, Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. I've been yes. insanely stoked. Uh, I cannot my favorite, my favorite game of all time. Absolutely. The graphics yeah. are amazing and even crazier that it's like in this. What's the fault line on the West Coast that's falling off? I forget what it's called. I can't remember. Oh. San Andreas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. San Andreas. Fault. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes place both with the what's what's really neat about it is that the map, kind of similar to the Spider-Man game, where it's the map is all captured so that if you actually went to New York and you compared it to the game, everything's in place. Same thing with uh. this game with Horizon Forbidden West, where you have San Francisco all in place, except this is post-apocalyptic. It's, it's oh post-apocalyptic, actually. Which is San, Andre true. 
Yeah, with the San Andreas fault line. So now the Golden Gate Bridge is underwater. A lot of these buildings are underwater. And mm. now you get to involve this swimming, this whole like another aquatic world. It is so smart. And I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's robotic animals and now dinosaurs for this one. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I, 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 I love Horizon Zero Dawn so much. I love the story too. I just love like this whole, I, I can't spoil it, but like what the story yes. is about, especially in the yeah. first game. I hear mm. the story is not as good in the second one, which I'm a little worried about, but everything else is just better. And that's what I've heard. Like everything's better. Story may or may not work for most people, for some people, but I'm still excited. Mm. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, like, literally was the best pacing experience I've ever had, like, in my life through mm-hmm. story. I was just like, oh, my God. And then the next and the next uh, mission, I was like, oh, my God. And then the next mission, I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> very, very lovely game. I love that game. Yeah. And it could, it seems like it's something that could actually happen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been playing many games lately. If anything, I've been playing like this turn-based strategy game because mm-hmm. like Amadeus, I will do it for like 10 minutes and then like do something else. So yeah, it's called Team Fight Tactics. It's about it. It's fun. Not super addicting. But yeah, that's the only recent game I've been playing. Cute. And I, I guess... Besides wanting to play Horizon, I've, I I just played through the Ori games, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisp. Mm-hmm. Great games, <laughs> though. Recently, it just came out that the, that studio has a history of abuse, so I don't recommend. It's up to you if you want to give them your money, but uh, mm-hmm. but I'd purchased the games already, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my money was well given. Them. Yeah, so my money. <laughs> yeah. My money was given. And no, and no, they're seriously beautiful games. It's part of like the Metroidvania genre of games, which is like my favorite genre of games. So I had a ton of fun, and then I just started this game called Death Door, um, and mm. I'm looking forward to playing it. Nice. nice. Oh, should I ask this question to all of us? Is, well, that, is that unfair? I, more so, I could just ask it to y'all. You okay. Know? Yeah. Over you know over the uh, over the good chunk of time y'all have been you know recording these episodes and getting to talk to really cool people you've obviously had some really good conversations so like the question is which one was the best and not like i mean you know mm. like the best as in like a really you know surface level value but like what do you think favorite podcast episode basically flux flux episode specifically mm. Man, for me tough. it's like super easy travis um <laughs> i kind of already answered i already yeah. like explained why it's like a it's a full circle moment for me but I had a lot of fun recording just Dude. the episode with Nico and I. That was really fun. Clark was really like there's a there's a few quite a few standout episodes. Um, but yeah, Travis just blew it out of the water for me. Yeah, Travis was an unexpected heater for me. Like he was such a blast to talk to. And he we would just be like talking about one thing and then he'd just go off on something else and we were like, okay. <laughs> Definitely up there. I think for me. <sighs> I had so much fun two episodes. Me and Varun mm-hmm. solo. Clark Delashmit. That was just really, really fun. But I mean, I also think the first episode, the one with Dane, fond memories. I mean, me and Varun know Dane pretty well. And it's the first episodes, we we're kind of figuring it out and whatever. 
It's also our most listened episode. So. Also our most listened episode. <laughs> Those metrics, yeah. Those, yeah. No, I would say, I'll say Clark because people would probably expect the Dane episode. It's good. You know, he's awesome. And the one with me and Varun is just us. So Clark is my favorite. Mm. Go listen to it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typing it up. <laughs> Link in bio. Yeah, we can <laughs> On that topic, what are your guys' favorite podcasts of like all time? Like in general. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I, there's two. So The Midnight Gospel is a Netflix series, but also mm. a podcast. Duncan Trussell is hilarious, funny, and my great little like cooking pastime or background noise. Mm. And so is, if, if you guys remember the kombucha girl on whether it was Vine or TikTok, Brittany Broski and Sarah Shore have their own podcast called Violating Community Guidelines. And they go through all things like the deep dark web, thirst traps, mm. Craigslist ads, like weird Craigslist ads. And it's it's hilarious to see this stuff, to see how dumb people really are on the internet. <laughs> and mm. these these two people are like, just, they're so funny. Y'all got to listen to that. <laughs> what was the name of that one? Violating Community Guidelines. Oh, okay. Mm. There's been a lot of podcasts for me like that I listen mm-hmm. to. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. I will say, like, even though I do not listen to him anymore just for like personal reasons, Joe Rogan was like the initial podcast dude that I listened to. Mm-hmm. I There were some episodes that like were like, like, this is how you have a conversation with an adult. Like, this is uh-huh. crazy, right? Uh-huh. So I always have, like, a little spot, soft spot for uh, especially some of the old ones that I started with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had a, I had a little bit of a crime moment in there, too. You know, like a, like a, what, what is it called? Like, crime pod? Like, crime. Oh, um, real, true. Real crime. Yeah, true crime. True crime. True crime. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I had a little try, a true crime moment in there when I was listening to, like, <laughs> murder details on my run and i was just like this is kind of <laughs> odd this is interesting yeah but right now i'm listening to dan carl's hardcore history mm. it's Ooh, i love his podcast he is awesome the only the only thing is like there are five hour episodes and then it's like a six uh six episode series so it's like a good chunk of time Mm-hmm. So you will never run out of content. I just don't know how he does it. Like that that guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is pretty wild. Definitely, definitely my favorite right now. Yeah. I would say for me, it's like what category are we talking about? You know? Mm-hmm. It's like design, 99% invisible is like yeah. both super intriguing, but also you usually learn something. Gosh, so many good things from that podcast for Funny, I would say Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Or Comfort, Office Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's just like a comfort comfort podcast. Because I've seen The Office so many times. I, I can hear what they're talking about and I <laughs> see it in my head. Oh, I had one more. Oh, okay. And then the murder, mystery, kind of that whole thing. Story driven, serial. Boom. Yeah, serial mm-hmm. was my first podcast, mm-hmm. like period. So good. That is just you don't want to you don't want to stop listening. It's just too good. I am looking it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna add that now. You're gonna be hooked. Serial, I think, was the biggest podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of 
made podcasts podcasts like or like brought them to like the mainstream really good like i was gonna say serials was my first podcast highly yeah. recommend it it's a murder podcast mm-hmm. or like about a murder like at least season one i didn't listen to the following season season one's the one that like kicked off everything really really good following season was a little different but same vein yeah know. and then for me i gotta shout out travis's podcast late nights with Travis los it's nice. a design podcast i don't he he doesn't record anymore but but still a great podcast to go back on i'm not sure how it's aged i, I think it's fine though <laughs> another murder podcast that i really really enjoyed was death and ice fatly yeah just a really interesting podcast about like um, a dead body they found in like the middle of like the mountains in like near a small town in man why am i blanking on the name of the country finland or like iceland like not, not one of the i think it's one of the icelandic countries or one of the norwegian countries i'm blanking can i ask a question that might spoil the reveal there is no reveal oh yeah is like it you, a, is they it, don't know it's it, an active investigation so oh is it not like a like three thousand year old body no 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 oh it's like a dead body of a woman from like World War One or two, I think, and they like trying to figure out if she was like a Russian spy. Like, what was she doing there? Oh. Like, there's there's like no answer to why she should have been there. How she got murdered? Like, like there's just like no real rhyme mm. or reason to why she was there or anything. Um, and no one can really ID her either. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting Crazy. in that way. And then currently, I listen mostly to like funnier podcasts. Like, I just I think it just fits in my schedule better. I occasionally listen to the Always Sunny podcast, kind of like, kind of like uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Also, sometimes, yeah. um, and then occasionally Conan Bryan needs a friend. Very That's a good, good list. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you got the whole, you got all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go to you for podcast recommendations now. Yeah, I have <laughs> yeah. plenty. I literally just wrote down like half the things you guys. Yeah. Said. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like. Yeah, I recommend Death and Ice Valley and Serial with all my heart. So good. Oh, for sure. Serial is... Man, my headphones are dying. So why don't we... (laughs) Why don't we wrap things up with the last question? Who wants to ask it? Oh, well, y'all have been asking this forever. So I guess... I can take take the ender, you know? I'll take a try at this. I'll take a shot. I... I... Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Or... Sock, shoe, sock, shoe. And this is like like when you when you put on shoes in the morning. Like what's the order? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I personally, I'll just answer this straight up. I am a, a sock sock shoe shoe guy. Yeah. That's, like you should be. You, like I should be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm trying um, to live too. Yeah. What is your answer, Bill? Sock sock shoe shoe. The only way to do it. True. Okay. Okay, me and Varun have answered this, so let me let me twist this a little bit. Pants on first or shirt on first? Some people think it's blasphemy to put a shirt on without pants or like underwear. And for me, that's kind of how I get ready in the morning. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> Who's some people? Is it Natalie and Nico? No. <laughs> No, no, no. Literally, I saw it on someone's Instagram, and I don't know why they were saying it, but they, they said it, and they were like, anyone else, don't even talk to me. Like, if you put shirt on first, don't even talk to me. And I was like, okay. Yeah, so I can't talk to that person, apparently. I mean, it would only make sense to do, like, if you're wearing a shirt, and let's say if you're doing, like, a, a business casual, you'd want to do <laughs> shirt first, and then pants over if you want to tuck in the shirt. 
because the pants are going over it. I don't want to have the extra work of putting on pants first and then shirt over and then tucking the shirt in all the way. No, that's too much. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. I like, admittedly, I just like glitched up for a second, so I didn't hear Belle's answer, but I do have mine. It is (laughs) the only the only way to go is is pants then shirt because usually when I'm addressing the issue of getting dressed, mm-hmm. it is it is post-shower or, or like, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Or like first mm-hmm. point type deal. It is, it is almost always pants on than a shirt. Because, I mean, I don't know. Shirts aren't, shirts aren't really cool all that time for me. I don't know. Mm. But sometimes you dry the top half of your body first. Yeah. And then you put the shirt on. Okay, but then my 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 lower <laughs> half is not is not if my top half is dry, my lower half is not just I don't leave that, you know. Then you put the towel. Yeah. You put the towel on. Oh, I just I don't do that. I don't do that like towel put on thing. I just <laughs> I just go dry, you know. Like I'm just full dry. The minute I exit the shower, I just dry instantly. I'm like a dog. I shake. Do you do you leave the shower or do you stay in the shower while you dry? See, I think it's good etiquette to stay in the shower so that you don't like step on the mat with wet feet and then just have a wet mat you know mm. but that's just because i've lived in like small bathroom houses for like my life so like mm-hmm. you gotta be careful about the mat being wet <laughs> I've, there's a lot of factors to this question i'll be honest there's a, there's a lot of things we have to go through yeah. this question <laughs> there's layers to this geez. my answer like i was I'm, I'm always a pant first person and, like i couldn't rationalize it before like it was just like kind of mm-hmm. instinct like sock sock shoe shoe like i would I, it was like just not possible to do it any other way but now i have more of a reason why i do it so like once i get out of the shower like like dry myself wear my clothes but before i wear my shirt i need to do my skincare routine so like uh. my face face wash and like there we go my and my like my, my girlfriend got me into it so like there's this past quarter so now the reason is because if i wear my shirt and then i do my skincare routine my shirt's just gonna get all wet because like I had to splash water in my face. Oh. Mm-hmm. So to avoid my shirt just having like a little ring of water around my collar, I wear my shirt last. Smart. Yes. You know, someone put me on something where they they have like little like water catcher bands, like sweatbands, yeah. so that when they wash oh. their face, when you when you do this like hand upward motion, and like the water starts dripping down towards your elbow. It like it like stops the elbow drip, you know that. <laughs> That's really kind annoying, of amazing, right? The elbow drip is like horrible. So <laughs> to avoid that, they put sweatbands on. I was like, "That's smart. That's awesome." Okay, we went kind of long today, yeah. guys, but you know what? It was deserved. It was deserved. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Cannot wait for you guys to take over the podcast and. Throughout this quarter, I don't know if I mentioned it in the beginning of the podcast, but you might hear a little bit of Amadeus, a little bit of Bell. They might be in the background of a call. You never know. They're going to be in the mix. So. We're lurking and we're stocking. Yes. Yes. So thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much. Bye.